All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And uh, yes, we continue moving forward with this unfolding global conspiracy. And uh, if anybody out there calls you a conspiracy theorist and says that this is not happening, they are either a victim of psychological warfare or probably someone who has never opened their mind and the eyes before to truly understand how this world works. And isn't that the truth? Is that I've been talking about this for well over two decades. I've been studying, researching, watching all of this for well over two decades. And we were talking about it last night that uh, I can't believe that this is actually happening. That all this time... You know, we were right. There was there's always that little bit of doubt, but uh, no, it's it's real. It is happening that we are watching the systematic destruction of what would be considered the old guard. We are watching the infiltration of the United States of America, the institutions, the social and cultural institutions, the political, militaristic, the academic. We are watching. Division firsthand. We are watching them divide American people, families, brothers, sisters, mothers, neighbors, friends. They are ripping our country apart. And all we can do right now is talk about it. Isn't that interesting? And then uh, I think we kind of made the decision on July 2nd. Uh, I think it's going to be at about 2 p.m., and this is going to be at a brewery in Avon, New York, Mortalis Brewery. It's uh, going to be a meet and greet with myself. So if you are in the neighborhood, if you are in Avon, New York, or the Rochester area during that time, and you want to come out and say hi to myself, meet me, shake my hand, have a beer or a drink, or you know, eat some great food, uh, go ahead and come on out there. That's going to be July 2nd at 2 p.m. And what we're going to do is I will have a... Uh, um, an RSVP come out here soon. So what we'll do is we'll give you a link to that. It'll be uh, in the next day or so. You'll have that link, and you'll be able to go out there and RSVP. And please do RSVP so we do have a headcount, even if you are tentative on, on showing up. Um, on the other hand, if you're interested in uh, advertising with this show, advertising with our show and our podcast and doing everything with that. Yeah, if you are a small local business or if you are a national business and you want to get your word out there, please feel free to reach us, reach out to us. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of us is to email us at redpillprojectonline, redpillprojectonline at gmail.com. Best way to get a hold of us, redpillprojectonline at gmail.com. Or what you can do is you can reach out to the station. They'll give you my contact information. They'll help you uh, get all set up on that. But, uh, yeah, we have a great show here, man. This is uh, The audience has grown. You guys are absolutely awesome. Just absolutely loving doing this radio show here with WYSL. So um, having a great time doing it. We're doing our podcast as well. We also post all these shows on our, our podcast channel, which distributes to Podbean, Apple, Google, we just hit over 43,000 subscribers on that one channel alone. Just absolutely amazing how, how much growth can happen when you, uh, you tell the truth, right? When you tell the truth. Oh, man. So uh, Mar Maria Flores is a Republican candidate who uh, recently just flipped 
a Democrat seat in the House of Representatives for Dan Sanchez uh, for the 34th Congressional District in Texas. Uh, she secured 51% of the vote to beat Sanchez's 43. But the controversy with her is that she had previously used hashtags related to the QAnon conspiracy theory. Now, I, I don't know if anybody's ever delved into the whole QAnon thing. Um, I actually started podcasting because of the whole QAnon thing. Now, QAnon doesn't exist. There's no such thing as QAnon. QAnon is a hashtag that was utilized on Twitter during those times, and the media has taken that whole QAnon phrase and turned it into a radicalization term. Now, what there is, is there was this mysterious figure on the Internet, uh, on the Internet back channel, starting with 4chan, which is like uh, um, kind of a forum board on the Internet. It started around 4chan, moved to 8chan, and then eventually 8kun after 8chan was um, shut down. Now, Q claimed to be someone who is directly connected to Donald Trump in the White House. Um, to give you guys a, a little history of it, on October 17th, 2017, Donald Trump was meeting in the Oval or meeting in the White House with about 22 different generals and admirals from our military. And Donald Trump was standing in the middle. And he makes this gesture with his hand. He, he does a cue in the air. And he looks at the media and says, do you all know what this is? And they say, no, Mr. President, what is it? He goes, it's the calm before the storm. They say, what does that mean, Mr. President? He goes, you'll find out. And uh, about 11 days later, on the same day that John Durham started his investigation, this mysterious figure on 4chan begins posting, talking about Hillary Clinton's going to be arrested on this day. John Podesta's going to be arrested. Starts to talk about military intelligence. But what's interesting is over the next few months, this, this figure on the Internet did what we call a series of proofs. He started posting pictures inside the Oval Office of Donald Trump's watches, of executive orders before they were released. He started coordinating tweets with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump would tweet on Twitter. And at the same time, this figure on the Internet would post a post related directly to the tweet with what we call a zero delta, meaning that the post on Twitter would post... At the same exact time that this mysterious figure would post this post on the backboards, 4chan, 8chan, and it would pertain exactly to Donald Trump's tweet, like the person was right next to Donald Trump when it was happening. And so it, it began to speculate that a lot of people believe that this person was directly connected to Donald Trump. Um, and there's been enough evidence to show that this person was directly connected to Donald Trump. And they put out a lot of information. Really what they did is they asked a lot of questions. They, they made people think. They made people go out there and investigate themselves. They took people down what we call rabbit holes of investigation. Um, and at no point in time did this, this entity that was posting on the Internet ever become radicalized, ever call for violence or anything like that. That never happened. The media just perpetuated that. The media just kind of made it appear to be that way. Um, but uh, the last Q post was, I believe, December 20th, 2019 or 2020, or it was like January 6th or something, or January 4th or 5th, 2020 was the last time. Now there's a mysterious figure on True Social at, at Q who is very, very um, um, 
friends with Devin Nunes and Cash Patel. Now, the rumors originally were that this Q figure was a team of, of people that were working with Donald Trump. Most notably, um, Ezra Cohen-Watnick, Cash Patel, Devin Nunes, Dan Scavino, which is Donald Trump's assistant. Um, then you would add Jeff Sessions into the mix. You would add um, General Michael Flynn. You would add Admiral Mike Rogers into the mix. And since then, a lot of people have claimed that, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm associated with Q. I have coffee with you, all this stuff. And, and all of it's just, you know, BS. It's just there's, there's so much disinformation out there. The whole JFK Jr. being alive, that is just crazy talk. But when you start looking at the information that this Q figure put out there, you start seeing some very, very interesting things happen. Is public information. It was nothing, nothing was declassified, but it was all public information. But the public information that was put out there was not necessarily available to the public. You had to search for it, and then you had to connect the dots. And what really got me was an incident that happened in uh, June, and I'm one of the people that remembers dates. I remember I got into it because I'm former Navy, and he started talking about uh, submarines being remotely hijacked or hacked. And how the Chinese were able to control our submarines because um, a former Secretary of State's emails were being sold to the Chinese. And uh, basically what was in those emails were military secrets, including how to um, hack our submarines. And so I started looking at this stuff, and he started talking about a specific submarine. He did a back image search of a specific submarine known as the USS um, Oh, man, I'm going to forget the name of it. Richard B. Russell. That's what it was. The USSS Richard B. Russell. And uh, what was interesting is there was a post from December of 2000, I think, 17, where this Q figure talked about what's called missiles stopped. And he was talking in reference to um, North Korea. But he spelled the word missiles wrong, and he spelled the word stopped wrong. He spelled the word missiles uh, missing the middle I, and then he spelled the word stopped, missing the, word, the letter P. And this was in December of 2017. Now, in June of 2018, Donald Trump went to the G8 summit and then left, and he was supposed to go west to fly to Singapore to go meet Kim Jong-un. Instead, he flew east, he refueled at a naval base, and then went to Singapore from there. And the thing is, is nobody knew that he was going to go east. Well, we had an incident that happened over uh, what's known as Wibley Island. And this is a, a naval facility off the coast of Washington. And uh, some, some cameras picked up what appeared to be a missile launch. And the Air Force declined it. Everybody said that that missile launch never happened and there was no missile. And they came back and said that it ended up being a helicopter. Well, I've uh, launched these missiles before. Um, I'm a former weapons expert in the United States military. I can tell you straight up that what happened at Wibley Island was a missile launch. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. I want to give you guys the information on this so you're well informed. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL station. Keith from Rochester. What's up, Keith? Well, at the very end there, as I kind of heard it, you touched around the edges of what I'm calling your military service, and with that is a focal point for you, because I didn't know for myself where I would go with what I'm about to say, and hopefully you'll give me a couple of minutes here, uh, luxury-wise, of time. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment this morning, and lo and behold, without me knowing about it, the doctor, a very good, turned out to be African-American, certainly in the military. That's one of the few areas, along with sports, that you get people from all walks of life. I really do believe that you, Mr. Reed, would have to acknowledge that. So without keeping people here, uh, I guess people over the years have heard me and know I can be the kind of bird that will ask these uh, more direct questions. I really engage this African-American doctor in uh, subjects that uh, pointedly whites and blacks usually just do not converse about. And uh, at the end, and I have to say to everyone in the audience, I could tell that this good doctor was starting to have white hair come onto his head. I asked him, and not facetiously, had he ever had a talk like this with a white guy before, so far as he and I had conversed on this Thursday morning, and he looked at me in closing and said no, and in wrapping up here, I'm just wondering out loud, here this man, uh, not me overstating it, but advanced enough along in his life and career, uh, he as an African-American man, for the first time, I guess he was acknowledging to me, Keith, that He had really not talked to, uh, pointedly, a a white guy like he and I had talked. I'm just wondering, in closing for everyone, if that is part of the problem, that people of different groups just simply do not open up 
and talk to each other really without making each other uncomfortable. And I know without bragging, I have a way of asking those uh, direct and even uh, uncomfortable questions. I fully admit to that. But I really tried in closing to engage this uh, doctor who, to me, surprise, surprise, turned out pointedly to be black, and he and I got along even very well. But I'm just asking everyone if a lot of the, our country's problems couldn't be solved, if we just didn't, couldn't, if we just could reach out to each other and talk, as groups don't, or or to say it, we talk past each other. And I was just wondering the uh, experience that I had this morning uh, just could be replicated and duplicated uh, much more across our country, so that people exactly that of differing groups could really reach out to each other and get to know each other and. I think that doctor having to say uh, to me that this was really the first time, I guess, in his life for him to uh, explain it, uh, that this was the first time he had really talked uh, even this in-depthly with uh, a white guy, uh, says a lot that we are not talking to each other in our country, and that needs to be changed. You know, thank you for the call, Keith. I appreciate that and for sharing your experience there. And, And this is a lot of what I've been talking about all week is that we're separated, we're divided, that they they utilize psychological warfare tactics propagated through the mainstream media, propagated through politics, propagated through social and cultural institutions, and then social media to divide us. And that we have to take that uncomfortable stance of communicating with each other. We have to talk to each other. We have to discuss our indifferences, our problems. Because that's the only way that we will get over them and move forward into the future. So I I 100% agree with you, Keith, that we do. We have to talk and communicate. That we need to take those those stands and have those tough conversations where people are going to feel uncomfortable. You're you're spot on right. So thank you for that, Keith. Thank you for sharing your experience. We were talking about Republican Maria Flores, who uh, who defeated the, uh, the Texas Democrat. 51 to 43 percent and how she was associated with this uh, conspiracy theory known as QAnon. And I was talking about how QAnon doesn't actually exist. But I I wanted to to finish here with what got me. And so we had the, the Trump leaving the G6 summit from Canada. And instead of going west, he goes east. Now, what was interesting is that that supposed missile launch at Whibley Island. And yes, it absolutely was. If you watch the video footage, you can see that it was a missile launch. Um, it happened about 3.43 a.m., which would have been the exact around the exact time that Trump's Air Force One would have been over about 100 to 200 miles outside of the Pacific Ocean. Now, if there was a submarine off the West Coast that, let's say, was rogue and not controlled by a military but a private military, and they launched a missile, they would have been comms dark before this happened, which means that they would not have known that Air Force One or a plane or a target would have changed course and went a different way. Getting here is that it was potentially a, an assassination attempt on President Donald Trump. And, and this is what a lot of us speculate. Now, what was interesting is the next day after Trump met with Kim Jong-un, Trump posted a tweet. And in that tweet, he claims for North Korea that the missiles stopped. And just like that one Q post from December 2017, he misspelled the word missiles and he misspelled the word stopped. And lo and behold, he misspelled them the same exact way. Missiles missing the I and stopped missing the P. Now, a few days later, 
or actually on June 10th, 2018, there was a hijacking. Or sorry, no, no, not, not, not on June 10th. August 10th, three months later, there was a hijacking. Okay? Of an airplane at Seattle Tacoma Airport. Now, you remember, the submarine that we were talking about here, the submarine in question, was known as the Richard B. Russell. We're potentially saying that a rogue submarine, by the way, it was decommissioned in 2004 at Ketron Island in Washington, which is the home of a former defense contractor. Okay, so the Richard B. Russell was decommissioned in 2004 and on Ketron Island, a home of a former defense contractor, which is now a private island during this time. And we're, we're seeing this missile get launched, and Trump's plane goes the opposite way. And it was definitely a missile launch. I worked on weapons uh, most of my military career. And so we're speculating that maybe this is from this submarine, the Richard B. Russell, potentially, right? Well, on August 10th, 2018, at Seattle Tacoma Airport, we have a young baggage handler goes out, enters a hangar, gets into a Dash 8, or a, it's known as a Q-400 airplane, Q-400 airplane, it's a double prop airplane. Usually it takes two people to fly. Um, one of the most difficult planes to actually fly because you have to get your propellers in the harmonic resonance. And apparently this kid who has a CYTA badge, these are the security badges that you use at airports, that is a, for a baggage handler, which is restricted area, gets into a restricted hangar, learns how to fly the, the Q400 aircraft from YouTube, taxis it out to the runway, takes off, and hijacks the plane. Now, if you talk to a, a, a Dash 8 or Q400 pilot, they'll tell you that this is nearly impossible, that that really can't happen. And then what he does is he flies around Washington State. But more particularly, he flies on the radar cross pattern, a Q pattern, circling Ketron Island. And he's chased by a few F-15s. And then the plane crashes into Ketron Island. And this is literally two months to the date that this incident happened at Whibley Island. And you've got to remember that we were speculating in June that the submarine, which was decommissioned, was taken over by the deep state. They have their own army. They have their own military. And they launched this missile from this decommissioned submarine known as the Richard B. Russell. Well, to our shock and surprise, the hijacker died in that plane crash, apparently. And you can go listen to the audio recording. And when you listen to the audio recording from the cockpit, you can tell that he's not in the cockpit. And the reason I say that is because you would have massive sounds, reverberations from the propellers in the cockpit. And you don't hear that on the audio of him talking to ground control, as well as you can hear him talking to somebody as if he's on the ground remotely flying this aircraft. Now, what's interesting is the name of the hijacker. And this is one of the things that got me because I investigated this person thoroughly. And he was a ghost on the internet. An absolute ghost. You go to his Facebook profile, there's only three followers. Those three followers had three followers. Those three followers had three followers. And they were all military. But the hijacker's name was, are you ready for it? Richard B. Russell. The same name as the submarine. There are no coincidences. So this is what really got me red-pilled into this. We're going to talk a little bit more about this and much, much more here after this break. 
Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And we're talking about this uh, this mainstream conspiracy known as Q. And this this is something that I'm very intimate on. I, I've introduced a lot of people to this, and since then, they have all woken up to what is happening in the world. And I was talking to you guys about this correlation that Q had got a lot of people looking at this submarine that was decommissioned back in May of 2018, known as the Richard B. Russell. Then we had this incident with a, with a potential submarine firing a missile that would have been pointed towards Air Force One if it flew over. And then in August, we have this plane hijacking of the hijacker's name is Richard B. Russell. And then the, the cube figure comes out and says, you know, sometimes operations happen. And he starts talking about clandestine operations and that they, they ran an op and that they potentially took out this submarine at this uh, former uh, defense military installation on Ketron Island, which is now owned by a Washington state billionaire. I mean, I think you can guess the names of that person uh, with the initials of BG who owns Ketron Island which is incredibly interesting. But either way, when you start getting into the whole uh, Q conspiracy theory, there is a lot of uh, disinformation. There is a lot of stuff out there that is absolute just garbage. And if you ever research it, I recommend that you stay within the confines of reality. Stay away from the quantum computing stuff and Nasara Jasara. Stay away from the, the JFK Jr. stuff and... Uh, looking glass. I mean, we've speculated on a lot of this stuff. I'm a conspiracy theorist. This is what I do for a living. But, uh, you know, when you look down into it legitimately, what you find out is most likely that this figure was Devin Nunes, Cash Patel, Michael Whitaker, who was the the interim um, attorney general when Sessions left. And there's actually a backstory behind this of how the actual uh, group gets started. So for those that don't know, There is a uh, security group in the NSA, the National Security Agency, known as the Q Group. And the Q Group is utilized to investigate um, crimes and stuff like that that are perpetuated inside the NSA. Now, in 2007, a few strings of interesting events happened. One of these events was... Um, a nuclear event. Actually, both of the events were nuclear events. One was uh, a bomber was flying and crashed with an active nuclear weapon. Um, the nuclear weapon was was found and obviously taken back to, I think it was Minot Air Force Base. And this was a major incident with the United States Air Force. A few months later, a lesser known incident occurred. And this incident involved what we would call... Um, highly classified technology of the United States military. Now, this technology from the United States military happens to deal with nuclear weapons or ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. And these are known as uh, Minuteman III um, nuclear triggers, plutonium nuclear triggers. And so what happened is, is that a few packages were sent from Minot Air Force Base with these nuclear triggers to the Defense Logistics Depot in Utah. When they got to Utah, a third-party contracting agency took them in and took one box of them, of these nuclear triggers, and labeled them helicopter batteries. 
And so they remove these de- these highly classified technology out of the whole control restraint of the of the government, and then put them on just a regular shelf. Well, a few uh, weeks later, those helicopter batteries were sent on a plane to Taiwan, which they were Minuteman three nuclear triggers. And once they got to Taiwan, they made their way um, on a ship to China, which then they were basically uh, discovered by Taiwanese intelligence. They found out that there was, you know, collaboration between the Chinese, uh, the Taiwanese military and intelligence agencies to sell secrets to China. And so we see this very early on that somehow people are selling U.S. military secrets to China and utilizing proxies like Taiwan to do that. So I investigated this. And what you find out, and this gets really, really interesting, this is a rabbit hole, is that the company that was the third party, okay, um, just happens to be the same company that a guy by the name of Bob Lazar worked for back in the early 1990s. If you guys don't know the Bob Lazar story, Bob Lazar was the man who said that uh, Dr. Teller, the Nobel Prize laureate helper, build the Manhattan Project, recruited him for a program to where he went to a, a place known as S4 in the Nevada Desert, where he was hired to work on highly advanced technology that was not of this earth. Now, Bob claims that this technology, this UFO technology, um, was recovered aircraft that the United States government had gotten from these, um, these extraterrestrials or who knows where they actually came from. And uh, he was trying to reverse engineer the propulsion systems, which was anti-gravitational. Now, EG&G is the company that he worked for. Now, EG&G, Egerton, Jermashawson, and Greer um, is a defense contractor that provides management and technical services. They've been doing this since World War II. They do research and development um, from the Cold War on forth. And so they happen to be the ones who were in charge of all highly classified and top secret materials at the Defense Logistics Agency in 2007. And they are the ones that apparently declassified these triggers and sent them over to um, Taiwan. Now, what's interesting is the military discovers this and they're in the transition of a president. So um, this would prompt certain uh, investigations in the military. Number one, what would happen is this is not a broken arrow, but it's very similar to a broken arrow situation where we lose highly advanced technology. Now, I actually question if this was Minuteman 3 nuclear triggers because I think it was some other type of technology that was probably more highly classified. But what would happen is the military would call in some type of panel, and the panel would be people that they proclaim to be patriots to this country, people they know who are not infiltrated, people they know who have long served our country and love our country, because you always have a transition of four-year politicians, of presidents, and stuff like that. And so when you have these types of situations like Broken Arrows, the president really won't even know sometimes. And so what they would do is they would go out there and they'd find like a senator or a congressman who is most likely... um, integrated 
into the Armed Forces uh, Committee, into the Nuclear Regulatory Committee, um, has a, a, a Q clearance from the Department of Energy. And that man during that time was a guy by the name of Jeff Sessions, Senator Jeff Sessions. And so when we started looking into this, we find that there most likely was this panel that was put together to investigate these incidences of U.S. military secrets being sold overseas to the highest bidder. And this was right around the same time that Barack Obama was coming into office. And what happened is Barack Obama came into office and he started cutting funding to our military and special projects, also known as special access projects. And it's believed that this group, this panel that was investigating this, was basically defunded and tried to be rooted out. And so they had to go, in the sense, dark or clandestine. And so what they did is they utilized the Defense Intelligence Agency and they utilized the National Security Agency, which are both military assets, to begin their investigation. Well, this curtailed into 2010 when the National Security Agency began looking into what we now know of as a deep state. And they started investigating what we can call the deep state assets, people who had infiltrated our government, who had communist agendas, and who were selling military secrets to foreign countries and they started spying on guess what american citizens and you've heard this story before but you heard it with a different twist and they started spying on these senators these congressmen these these people these administrative officials people in the barack obama administration and american citizens they believe were potentially selling military secrets to foreign countries well one of the ringleaders of this organization, of the opposite organization that was actually doing this, the deep state, was a guy by the name John Brennan, who John Brennan at the time was the head of the CIA, and he sent one of his protégés over to the National Security Agency to infiltrate that program. Okay, this guy who goes over to the NSA leaks all the tools in the whole program and says that they're spying on Americans. This guy was named Edward Snowden. <laughs> So this war goes back very, very far. Now, Edward Snowden eventually, obviously, takes exile out in Russia. All this stuff happens. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in between this. There's a lot of different hacking um, going on. But if you remember, back in 2014, the NSA sent out a cryptic tweet on Twitter. And it said, investigate Pizzagate. It's real. This tweet will self-destruct. And the tweet was deleted an hour later. And this was a real tweet by the National Security Agency. General Michael Flynn, at the time he was head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, tweeted out that spirit cooking and Pizzagate are real things and that people should investigate them. Okay? So think about what's happening here. Is we have certain groups in our military through special access programs investigating the sale of weapons to foreign countries that are being stolen from the United States military. They're, they're investigating this clandestinely. And what they discover is not only are these people selling these secrets to foreign governments, but these people are sickos. They're pedophiles. They're murderers. And they're Satanists. And so they start leaking this information around 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and getting it out to the public. Because you got to remember, they've been defunded by this time. Barack Obama in 2012, when he was reelected, basically decimated our whole military, getting ready, rid, of, rid of multiple uh, patriotic brass. This would be generals and admirals. 
and so oh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back with more of this. This is a great. This is a great conspiracy. You guys are gonna love this. We're gonna talk about more of this here in just a minute with more Dark Delight Show. Josh here. Mike Lindell of My Pillow has been an amazing patriot, supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to mypillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S TV slash Patriot and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. We're going to take a, a, a quick call here. Dave from Brockport. What's up, Dave? Hey, I opened my eyes so wide. I have a very close friend that uh, completed the nuke program in the Navy in the late 80s. He enlisted and in basic training. He was disturbed because they asked, uh, you know, handwritten, if you'd be willing to fire on U.S. civilians. And I thought he was full of it. But now that I see what's going on, wow, this is getting crazy, buddy. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, I, I was never asked that question during my service. But I, uh, I have a lot of friends that served in the, the Army, the Air Force, Marine Corps. And I've asked a few of my Army buddies this. And I asked, I actually wrote a song about it. I play guitar. I wrote a song about this. Um, and I asked one of my buddies, I said, hey, would you ever, if, you know, martial law was declared and, and I was standing across from you with a rifle, would you shoot me if ordered to? And he goes, yep, I would. And, wow. you know, that's, that's what happens to our military. That's the kind of mentality that happens within our military. And I do believe martial law is coming. And I've laid this out. I actually, I just posted a new uh, Substack article. For those that don't know, I have a, a Substack, which people can get into. It's uh, redpillproject.substack.com, and it's called The Three Potential Scenarios for the 2022 Midterm Elections. 
And one of them involves martial law being declared. And so I do think that that is coming um, because, listen, they have a lot of damage control to do because Joe Biden has messed up this world beyond repair. But, Dave, I appreciate work. the call. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Have a good one. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it, man. You, you be well. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, we're going to go to the lines again. John from Rochester. John, what's up, man? Hey, Josh. Hey, John. Uh, got a, uh, I had a buddy back in the 90s uh, who uh, was in special operations down in McDill, and he retired early because he, he thought that uh, Clinton was dismantling the intelligence of our capabilities. But the question I have for you is this. Uh, back when Clinton was president, uh, I have heard that uh, his one of his chief fundraisers uh, was selling, got special permission from uh, the Secretary of State or something to sell missile technology to the Chinese. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I have read about it. I've heard about it. Have you uh, heard anything on that issue? I have actually. So what John is talking about here is Bill Clinton was legally selling U.S. military technology to China during the late 1990s. This also, if you remember, he gave nine nuclear warheads to North Korea during this time. Now, it's interesting because Congress began investigating why is Bill Clinton downgrading our military, reducing our military force by over 50%, defunding our military, and selling military technology to China. This was U.S. nuclear missile technology to China with the approval through Madeleine Albright, the Secretary of the State during the time. Well, here's the thing. Congress began investigating this, right? And you want to know what happened next? Monica Lewinsky. The whole impeachment scandal, the media blowing it up, the perpetuation of it occurred exactly at the same time of the congressional investigation into Bill Clinton selling military secrets to China and was completely covered up by the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Go research it yourself. You can find out the information is out there. True as day. Even former congressmen and senators will tell you this. And so there's been a long history of the United States bad actors, infiltrators, selling secrets to these foreign countries. A, uh, an admiral, which I respected highly, by the name of Ace Lyons, Ace, A-C-E-L-Y-O-N-S, he passed away uh, just before Donald Trump was elected. But uh, he's the one of the guys who came out and first said that Barack Obama was not a United States citizen. And uh, he was very uh, adamant. He was, by the way, he was one of the the head intelligence guys uh, under Ronald Reagan when he was active duty military. And uh, I believe that he was very, very active in the formation of what we would consider to be the Q group today. And that's what we were talking about is we're talking about all of these connections, how it leads to Pizzagate, how it leads to uh, pedophilia, human trafficking, child sacrifice, Satanism. This was all uncovered through our intelligence agencies in a clandestine um, investigation into how these weapon sales were occurring to foreign actors. Now, if you remember during this time, Hillary Clinton was secretary of the state. 
At the same time, she was doing something known as the Uranium One scandal, where she was selling U.S. weapon-grade uranium to Russia from 2007 to, or 2008 to 2011. And this, uh, by the way, the company that they utilized was a Canadian company, which just happened to be owned by the Trudeau family. I, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And so we were selling weapons-grade uranium to Russia, and Russia knew why we were doing it. We were going to create a, uh, a dirty bomb and blame it on Russia. And Russia was hiding this uranium in Ukraine under um, Chernobyl because they weren't going to hide it in their country. And then they're giving other parts of the uranium to Iran. And so we find out that Hillary Clinton is this uh, this person who is doing some very, very weird stuff. Well, then we have WikiLeaks and Hillary Clinton's emails, and we find out she has a private email server. Now, if you go to the Horowitz Report, it's about page 203 of the Horowitz Report. You start seeing that Hillary Clinton's email server had um, an email address, which every time that she replied or forwarded an email would send those emails to a Gmail address, which was geolocated offshore of China. What was in those emails? Well, there are special access programs from our military. Inspector General of the Intelligence Committee in McCullough, when testifying in front of Senate, said these are the most classified and highly secret secrets of our military. He said, I'm the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community. I cannot even get access to these projects. I was only briefly read in. I can't even tell you what they are through closed-door sessions. Why? Because these are the same projects, the black projects, EG and G are working on, in the sense of the reverse engineering of alien in recovered alien craft technology that was being sent to the academic institutions and professors were being assigned to them with DOE, Department of Energy, Department of Defense, NASA um, contracts of which we were sending over to China so China could go to those academic institutions, fund the academic institutions and then bring those professors over and get all the technology that they were reverse engineering. Donald Trump knew this in 2016. Him and Mike Pompeo ended the, the Thousand Talents program and began arresting these professors. And this was the beginning of what we call the Q Group. This is how it all started. It was basically to uncover the, the stolen technology and why this technology was being sold to China and how it was being sold to China. And so this is the formation of this group. And Devin Nunes was a critical part of it. Cash Patel, Ezra Cohen-Watnick. If you guys like this conversation, you want me to go more in depth on this. Because I can go really in depth on this. We can talk more about this tomorrow. But let me know. Send me an email or reach out to the station. Let them know. But as a reminder, July 2nd, 2 p.m., Myself, Bob D'Angelo, WYSL will be there meet and greet for the Dark Delight show. We'll get the link out for everybody to RSVP here soon. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great day. Take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow more at the Dark Delight show.